right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Raw and Unscripted. I'm Jake. And I'm Dominic. So today, Dom, how are you doing? I'm doing great, man. How are you? Good, good. Glad to be back. It's definitely been a while. Yeah, it has, um, but we're glad to be back. It's been a busy couple of weeks. We both went on some uh, vacations separate times. Uh, it just didn't really work out to, to get an episode done, but we're happy to be recording again, uh, talking about sports type stuff we love. Boy, do we have stuff to talk about. Since we've been gone, man, a lot has happened. Yeah. You know, probably won't get to all of it today, but we got some good things lined up. Uh, a, lot of, a lot of news today. Yeah, a lot of news. Just to go over. So, speaking of which, uh, Dom, start us off with some quick news, would you? Um, okay. So, a lot of stuff's happened recently. Some stuff happened before. Um, to just go back to more of like uh, a couple weeks ago or a week ago-ish. Start with uh, one of the bigger pieces of news is Mookie Betts. Mookie Betts got paid. Got big money, big years. Long yeah. contract. Yeah, that's a long That's a long time. 12 years, right? 360. I wish I got locked up to play 12 years of baseball for any amount of money. In L.A., too. In not just LA. only, like, you know, you, you, could, you could get 12 years playing in Milwaukee and just be cold and gross, but. Yeah, he's, that, he's out there in the sunshine. Yeah, dude, he's, he's just living I'll life. tell you what, did you hear this? That, so Mookie's average annual value is like, what, 32 or something like that? 33, I don't remember exactly what it okay, is. Okay, sure. But. The Red Sox offered him an an average. Oh no, I'm sorry, um, I messed. I, I reversed that. So Mookie is getting less average annual out in LA than he would have had he stayed with the Red Sox. Okay. Red Sox so is that Red that Sox 30? actually offered a little bit more average annual value? But mm-hmm. who knows? Maybe it was the two extra years that Mookie liked the twelve rather than the ten. I don't know. I, I think yeah. I mean, especially at the time. Well, before the trade and like when they were talking extensions, like I just think Mookie was at a place where he th- he saw Trout getting paid and he thought he could set the market too. Right. And you know he he probably thought he'd be getting north of four hundred, but well, I, I mean, think after Gold COVID, LA isn't a bad option. I mean they they got a good ball club out there. Yeah, absolutely. I mean he's on, you know he's set to be on one of the best teams in the league for a long time. Right. So have a chance to win, make a lot of money, West Coast. Can't complain. And I don't think he is. Um, what else we got? I have that Verlander's out for the season with an elbow injury. Yep, that happened a, a little bit ago. Yeah, but that was a while ago, but still, that's a, some big, big news. I, I mean, they still got Granky and McCullers, so. Yeah. Okay, but what could have been some dominant uh, rotation is now taking a little hit. Yeah, I mean, you know, Cy, reigning Cy Young, right? So. Right. I mean, he's 37. Yeah. But he's still, but he's still, still got he it. Won, he won it last year. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, a big loss for the Astros. Who else got hurt? Mike Soroka, right? Mike Soroka tore his Achilles yesterday. Yesterday? Yeah. That was sad. I was watching that when that happened. I didn't see it, but so he, he, I'm a fan. He was yeah. trying to cover first base, is what happened. And on his way over to first base, he just went down. Oh, man. Non contact. Like, just. Right. Right. And it wasn't even like on a pitch. It was just yeah. That's that's a tough injury to come back from too. Yeah, those are tough. Those are really tough. Just ask KD about it. Yep, he ain't even back yet. Right. Exactly. Um, um, another baseball news that I have that I totally cannot stand is that Joe Kelly was suspended eight games for throwing for, for at throwing 
behind the hitter. And <laughs> it was like, it's basically like an intimidation suspension. Like, it, oh, we're going to intimidate you. Bryce Harper and Hunter Strickland threw hands. I think Hunter got, what, suspended five games? Yeah, yeah, I want to say it was something like that. I don't think either of them got eight games. It, eight games out of a six. And the games. Astros didn't get touched with, like, the players, you know, with right. suspensions. Right. Which is, I think, the thing that a lot of people are upset about. I think Oh, I mean, at least what I'm upset about is that MLB just set a standard that it's more detrimental to your career to throw behind a hitter than it is to cheat a World Series. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. Like, it, doesn't, it doesn't really make sense at all. And he no. didn't even hit them. Right. He didn't even get thrown out of the game, which usually – Now, my favorite like part about this, though, did you hear what he said to him, to Correa? I, I definitely saw that he was, you know, making those faces. Behind, I, I believe it was Bregman. but That was first. Yes, but during Correa's at bat when he struck him out, he goes, "Nice swing, bitch." <laughs> Correa was awesome. ready to go at him too. Yeah, I mean, he was, dude. That was and, definitely. And they didn't even like swing hands or anything. They just kind of talked at each other. And then the, all the benches cleared, and COVID right. regulations were gone for yeah. about a minute. <laughs> See you, COVID. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, especially in the moment, during, like seeing that, like replay and everything of all how all that happened i was like big joe kelly fan i was like man oh, every, everyone loves that guy yeah and then you know two days later suspension eight games i'll tell you what who doesn't like joe kelly is carlos correa and rob manfred i guess rob manfred does not like him he does like the astros though i don't know if you <sighs> whatever apparently he's a he's a big houston guy i don't know yeah well anyway yeah um another thing that is probably the biggest one of the biggest pieces of news out of here is that the MLB playoffs is expanded to 16 teams. I love this idea. I love it. Yeah. Uh, especially for the shortened season, it just seems to make sense. The top right. two from each division and then two wild cards from NL and two from the AL, same as before. So um, more teams have a chance. I mean, last time we talked about our predictions episode, a lot of those teams we were talking about for, you know, having a chance to go – second, third in their divisions, like the Rangers, et cetera. Like those teams are going to have a chance and it'll definitely be exciting. Right. It'll be, I mean, our predictions probably go out the window at this point, but I'm excited to see more teams get in. It's half the league. Yeah. Yeah, it is. And that's the thing. So, Which is great because now it'll seem like, I mean, it's hard to tell in a 60 game season who, whoever wins, are they really the best, but at least this way it gives you a little bit more feeling of, okay, they had to earn it a little bit more. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Everybody in, it's at least a little better in my opinion. Yeah, I like it I think a lot. You'll, you'll be able to see teams like, I don't know, the A's. And like you said, the A's, the Rangers. I mean, shoot, I mean, look at the Rockies. Who knows? The, yeah, the Padres. I mean, hell, at this rate, uh, the Rockies are, you know. You know, maybe you might even see two of the uh, – or, or all three of the AL Central teams, the Twins, Indians, and White Sox, you know. Who knows? Yeah, that, that division has been panning out interesting uh, yeah. in an interesting way. The Indians haven't. Exactly done uh, what I thought they would. Bieber though, great. He's he's amazing. Thirty-five Ks to his first three starts, third most in MLB history, or something like that. He's pretty good. Yeah, only behind I think Kurt Schilling and Garrett Cole. I think I read something too that was like, uh, I think it was opening day. He had like fourteen Ks. Yeah. Yeah, which is like the most on opening day since Bob Gibson, or like some oh, something wow. like that. Without without letting a run up. He developed a cutter this year. Is what his big thing is. Really? Okay. Now he has his curveball, fastball, and then he developed his cutter. 
So adding to the repertoire. Right. Big time move for Shane. Um, Let's just say not related to Justin. I know he hates, he gets that a lot. Oh yeah. Wasn't that his his player nickname uh, jersey? Yeah, Yeah. on Players Week, his nickname was not Justin. That's pretty good. Yeah, that is pretty funny. Um, I think that's Um, all I have for baseball. Do you? Yeah, I I think for baseball, that's just about it. Um, And you know, from here on out with the news, it's a little smaller. But um, more recent, like UConn canceled their football season, so we just looking at that, and uh, also Big Ten. Players a lot more. Oh yeah, go ahead. I was gonna say Big Ten players uh, were talking about uh, like they demanded COVID safety protocols from the NCAA. So these schools are just and the conferences are looking for more clarity and like what's going to happen. And and it seems like the, there's a trend towards not playing or playing. I, know, in I, the think, I think we're going to see a lot more teams start canceling their seasons or and then yeah. really really altering how they go about their fall sports. Yeah, it's just it's going to be a snowball effect too. So, I mean, I'm trying to, you know, I think everyone is trying to keep a positive outlook on it and saying, you know, right. I mean, it, it's still happen. Close to this at this point we're getting so close to, you know, going back to school in the fall, but it's going to be crunch time. We're going to see teams and schools really making decisions rather quickly here soon. Yeah, next couple of weeks for sure. Yeah. What else, Jake? What else we got? I have uh I know you'll like this one. The 49ers, they signed Jordan Reed. Yeah, Jordan Reed. Um, he's, he's out there. He still wants to play football. I don't know if he knows where he's at currently. He's Yeah, he's had a lot of concussion got, problems. Got a few head, head issues probably. And other things too. It's certainly not just concussions. I, I mean, apparently, I apparently he says that he wants to still play football. Yeah, and it's apparently the, the deal's very incentive-based. Like if, if he doesn't reach certain statistical milestones, like he doesn't get paid much which is just interesting because he's behind one of the best tight ends in football. Right. So it's just hard for me to believe that he's going to get on the field enough to like actually hit those incentives. I don't know. Or, it's a or weird just one. stay healthy enough. You know? I mean, yeah. Uh, you I can mean, always count on him missing like great. Given that he's a starter, you can always count that he's going to miss like three games. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh at, at least. least, at least like that's like, that's probably his career average right there. And then a few times it's like eight, 10. Yeah. Yeah, oh yeah. But you know, all he always decides, to get some in. You know, he always yeah. manages to play a few, regardless of how many concussions he's, he's a good player when he plays. No, uh, he is. He just you never know. It's like a it's like a Russian roulette. You never know which game it is that he's just gonna miss. I think at this point with him, just kinda hope like hope he doesn't hurt himself anymore. Cause, like, I know for his like, personal sake. I know, yeah, like there's a lot of rumors about him like retiring and stuff and like it's at that point with his injuries, like He's going to need to be somebody to keep an eye on later down in life for yeah. the CTE thing. I mean, hopefully, you know, I don't know what his, his outlook is on it all, but joining a team that's going to win behind a, a really good tight end, he's not going to play a ton. So, you know, less risk for injury. Yeah, that's good for him. Yeah, maybe he'll win a ring. Who knows? Uh, staying with football, I have that Jamal Adams goes to the Seahawks. I yeah. We haven't talked about that yet. Big trade. What are your initial thoughts? Uh, the Jets got two first-round picks back. I like I it. I like it for the Seahawks. I think it just makes that division out there a lot more interesting. It's just packed. I feel like it's just packed out there. Yeah. Best division in football? You got Russell Wilson, who's just absolutely phenomenal. And then a team that just went to the Super Bowl and the Cardinals who just got D-hop, you know. And then you got the Rams who are just a few years removed from being, like, the top team. Yeah. And they're still a good team. Like, there's not a bad team in that division. Exactly. 
I think it makes things a lot more interesting for them. Now for the yeah. Jets, I think it's a good situation for the Jets considering that they cut their losses. Like they knew that Jamal Adams and the whole Jet situation wasn't going to work out. And so for getting rid of him, I think they got back probably the best haul that they could have gotten back. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I agree. I mean, for two first-round picks is a lot. Awesome. Yeah. It's one of those things. It's like some people might be like, oh, the CX gave out too much. But, like, for me, it's like you're a team who's trying to win a Super Bowl and oh, yeah. you've got a really good quarterback. How many more a really good team. you have in Russell Wilson being the top quarterback? I mean, who knows? But, like, right now your team is, is you know, on the – a good a good team a competitive team so go for it yeah exactly that's what i say you know go for the win and they got one of the best safeties in the league helps their defense a lot and yes. they're just looking really good and uh like we've said a hard division so they need to compete they need to strengthen their team to beat these teams in their division so right. yeah looks good for them jets future i guess looks better you know more more draft picks kind of like uh the Dolphins stacked up and the Raiders have the last couple of years. Yeah. Who knows what can happen? And the, about and the New York teams, Jets and the Knicks, love to get those picks. Love to get those picks. Hopefully and the Jets can cash them in a little bit better than Yeah, hey, yeah you know, the Knicks, you, you don't know yet. But, you know, what? we'll see. That's that's what I like to say. Tell you what, I know they're not in the NBA bubble. They are certainly not in the bubble. They're not competing for the, uh, the A spot. I'll tell no, you they're far, far away from that. Um. Speaking on the NBA, the Lakers clinched the number one seed in the West. They did. They did. First time in a while, too. What was it? Yeah. Uh, 2012, 2010 since they've been in the playoffs? I mean, yeah. It's, it's been it's – been, I think it's 2012. I don't know. It's long been time. long enough. Long enough. Good for LeBron to get back out there. Do it. Yeah, I think everyone's excited um, yeah. to see them play and, you know. Yeah, but, you know, the one thing that I've noticed – you know, they're out there in the West. They clinched the number one spot. But two through seven? So, okay, so the whole West, in my opinion, is just packed. Who knows yeah, what's going right. to happen, how it's going to shake out. But outside the number one spot, who's just clinched at number one, two through seven, they could they could uh, move positions. I mean, granted, we know about the whole eighth seed thing happening where the eighth and the ninth are trying to get into that round-robin playoff tournament or whatever. But beyond that, if you look at the rest of the West – I mean, uh, the LA Clippers are two. They have 45 wins. The Dallas Mavericks are seven. They have 41 wins. So I know there's only five games left, but there's a lot that could happen in those five games. Yeah, for sure. I mean, a lot of turnover could happen uh, from those teams getting different seeds. Like like yeah. Dallas has already right. clinched the playoffs. Right now, they're the, the seven. Rockets and the Jazz are tied like in standings and four yeah. and five. You know, they could definitely do something and. Exactly. The Rockets and the Jazz are one game behind the Nuggets. Like, it's a lot. So, yeah, there's definitely a chance that these matchups move around a lot. And um, especially at the end of, you know, the like those teams in the middle, like you said, in the West, like they can move around a lot. Right. I mean, but at the same time, like the 8, 9, 10, 11, yeah. even, even the Suns down there too. Like they could I know. potentially move up, uh, you know. There's a and, lot of talk that before the whole – COVID scheduling came out, how they were going to do everything. Um, who was going to be the team, the 20 part of the 22 team reboot. And when the Suns were in it, it, there was a lot of talk that why are the Suns in it? We're trying to keep the COVID exposure away. You know, we're just adding more people to this, everything. Like they had less than a 1% chance to make the playoffs, less than 1%. 
And right now, after their win over um, the Clippers last night, it, it just doubled to 2%. Oh, 2%. 2%. Two percent. But you never know. They're on fire. They've won all three of their games so far. Yeah, that's true. I think that there's definitely – I mean, their their odds look better now than they did before, that's for sure. So. And the Clippers were the hardest uh, game they had in those, eight, in those eight games. I mean, they still play some good teams, but the Clippers were the hardest team. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing about these teams that are below the eight seed that we're talking about. Like, they um, – the, the teams below the eight seed, sorry, they – they have to play like only, you know, they only have so many games to play and they have to play these good teams. Right. They do. So it's really, it's really tough, especially just looking at like the Suns. Like if before that Clippers game, I would have said, damn, they have like little chance, but they want to, you know, a game against now, them. New Orleans actually plays three of the other five teams in the mix. So eight through 13 right now, those 16, New Orleans plays three of those other five in the next coming five games which could be huge for them. Okay, yeah. They got to cash in. Yeah, they do. Which could be huge. Yeah, um, I mean, do you have a – I think the East, you know, in regards to the 8 through like 10, 12, whatever, is, is pretty set. I think the the eight the, uh, the East is pretty locked up. I mean, Yeah, like honestly, right there's now, not the magic, much that can magic, happen. The, the Wizards, they're, they're slipping. They lost their last three. They're slipping. Um, I don't know how many games they're behind – Probably five at this point. Probably more than that. But I think, yeah, the Wizards are seven. Oh, seven. Seven. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. They got seven. And that's a lot of ground to make up. And Yeah, realistically, with the East, the only things that can move around are just some different seedings in the middle. And it's yeah. really only down to, like, the Celtics, Heat, Pacers, and maybe the Sixers moving around and, and just well, having different matchups. The, uh, the Nets and the Magic, seven and eight, they could flip-flop. I don't think neither one of them are going to catch the. Oh yeah, that's true too. Six, but between the seventh and eighth seed, you know, do you want to play the Bucks or the Raptors? Yeah, I mean, I guess I'd rather play the Raptors, but it's. I don't know. The you don't want to. Pretty tough. Yeah, I mean, you don't, don't want to play either. Pretty darn good coach team over there. Yeah, no, I agree. I like the Raptors a lot. I think we could see something out of the Heat if they uh, get on a little run. Yeah, I like the Heat. I mean, the Heat Pacers feel similar to me. In the Celtics, I guess I'd put a step ahead, but even then, like, didn't the Heat just beat the Celtics? I do like the Celtics, though. And yeah, I mean, it, those four teams—they're like three yeah. through six. That uh, I'm curious to new see. Hair, how new haircut, out. Jason Tatum. Uh, he's been playing well. That's, old, that's what he old said. Haircut was rough. He said he's top five with a haircut. Yeah, he needs so, a haircut. Keep that in mind. Um. So I mean, like I said, the East. I guess there's not much to talk about. But before we but, leave this discussion, what do you think about the West and like any well, the West, team we're gonna out. see. We are going to see a uh, play-in tournament between eight and nine. That's just going to happen. The East, maybe not so much, but the the West, that's going to happen. Um, in my opinion, the Grizzlies just lost Jaron Jackson Jr. Great, uh, big guy out there for him. Um, he went down with a meniscus tear. Yeah. Um, during the season, he's he averaged seventeen point four points, four point six rebounds. Um, and he's been their best player since the bubble opened up. Uh, he just went down with that. And they're 0-3 in their first three games. Yeah, they are. So I don't and see the Grizzlies keeping the eight. And I see them bumping out of the nine. Even. So It I really – yeah. I mean, if they win their next few games, they have like four games left, five games left. Five, five games left. And I think they're actually playing right now as we speak. I think they are. The, the right. Jazz. Um, yeah. I'm not sure how that, that game's going, but – 
I like. I don't. I just want to say the Spurs have been really hot since the bubble opened up. I mean, we know yeah. we said the Suns have, but Spurs have chance. Spurs are two and one. Um, they're doing well. The and the Blazers too. They beat the Rockets last night. That was big for them. I, I think, mean, I think talking about the Blazers, I think the Blazers could be a team that 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 might. That, that gets the eight spot. That's what not I only, was going to say. Not only get into the playoffs or the round – I'm sorry, the round-robin tournament between eight and nine, but that wins the, the tournament. I mean, especially, like, given the, the chance that, like, whoever this eight seed is or whoever has to play the Lakers, essentially. Right. Like, that, that team is probably going to lose. But if I have to pick one of these teams that has the best chance of doing it, I think it's the Blazers. Oh, I do too. So, I I really – I would love to see them get in and play the Lakers. That would just be a good – that would think, be a better series. I think we could see a, a Spurs, though, too. I think the Spurs would, would be fun against the Lakers. Yeah, I think the well Spurs – A well-coached Spurs. Agreed, agreed. Um, maybe not quite the talent that the Blazers have, but a well-coached Spurs team would be fun to watch. I agree. I'm just pulling for the Suns. You know, down there at 12, they, they got some work to do. But – I'd love to see it happen. 3-0, they just beat their hardest opponent. They're playing good basketball right now. Who knows? Let's see what happens. Books on yep. fire. Just hit a game winner last night. I think we just saw. I think we just yeah, and won. Yeah, that was no. That was nice. Over Kawhi and George. Yeah, po- poor Paul George. He's just getting shot over time and time again. You know, I'm not going to say Paul, poor Paul George, but oh, I, I, I see what you're saying. Don't worry, he's doing. Uh, yeah, exactly. He's doing just fine. I'll say poor Devin Booker though. That guy's disrespected. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Now I think what was funny last night the Thunder played the um, uh, who was it the Blazers. Yeah, and uh, it's always fun to see Dame and Russ go against each other because those guys are nasty. Yeah, they're, they're, they're both jaw not afraid. Yep. Yeah. It's talk. I love it. I love everything about it. I love it too. Glad um, that they respect each other as competitors, but you know they aren't, they aren't friends. Yeah, not on the court, that's for sure. Oh, my God, off the court they can't be either. No way. <laughs> I, I bet you're right. Don't they say to each other? No way. No, yeah. <laughs> I mean, a lot of the NBA guys are – or, I think yeah, that's cool about the NBA is like just the the way yeah, that camaraderie and how they hang out together in the bubble and yeah, it seems like uh, the, bubble, the league as a whole. The bubble is like seems so kind of fun. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, I don't it know. Like I, a summer camp. <laughs> that's a great way to describe it. You know, like all your buddies are out in the out in the hotel room. Hey man, you want to like go play some video games? And you know, this is the guy you're playing in the first round of the playoffs or something. You know, come watch my game later. Yeah, yeah, that too. I love how they can all go to their games uh, and watch each other play. That's so – it's so weird. It's really what cool. What do you think though. of the uh, virtual fans on the screen? It, I kind of like it. I do too. It's different. I don't know. I mean, it, it's just like at this point with the whole COVID thing in sports, like I just – I'm at the point where it's like, oh, it's, it's just very different and the, the way and everything take, looks. And, and so, I'll, yeah. I'll take everything I can to make it, you know, more real and more – Exactly. And friendly. And – yeah, they're moving around and stuff. It, it's just kind of cool the way yeah, it all looks like action. on the broadcast. So I like it. I also like the MLB virtual fans in the in the, um, <laughs> in the bleachers and stuff. I like yeah, it. It's funny. It just at least watching the game on TV, it makes it seem more real. You forget that you're during COVID and there's nobody in the stadiums. At least it's nice to see. And like the cardboard cutouts behind home plate, those are funny. I like that because you're watching the game. And you hear the sounds, they pump in the the stadium sounds and they have the cardboard cutouts. At least on TV, it doesn't feel like it's a COVID year or something. Yeah, I agree. I like it a lot. It's nice nice for me anyway. Interesting way to go about it. I like it. Yeah, apparently um, all these guys that are doing so well in the bubble, um, there's a big reason for it because it's easier to shoot in the bubble. I don't know if you've heard this, but you know, in like 
like a staple center or something, the, the normal center with all the fans packed in and everything still, it's a huge empty stadium. There's so much room. And so you have this depth perception between what's behind the basket. However, in the bubble, the courts are smaller and the arenas are smaller. And so smaller space, smaller area, and your depth perception is, is better. And so, hmm. um, I, and I've seen tweets of players saying, man, this depth perception stuff's actually real. Like it's helping. Um, and I'm not saying that these guys aren't that good, but you see guys like TJ Warren is blowing up, shooting threes like crazy. Even Jason Tatum just dropping dimes. He's, I think it's just easier to shoot in the bubble. Yeah, that's interesting. I have not heard about that, but that yeah. makes sense. I mean, like, even when I just think about, like, the general distractions of a game in, like, an arena, a packed arena with, like, diff- you yeah. know, just all types of about, stuff. Going like, the on. lower bowl, how far back they still sit. Yeah. From the hoop. Yeah. You know, but, but when you're in, like, a gym, almost like the bubble is, you know, there's no empty space around it. Yeah, like, that's just it. It's just the court. Yeah. And virtual fans. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. Um, <laughs> something else about the bubble. W- Lou Williams is back. Yeah, after his – what was it? A uh, trip for some food. He had, he had a little trip to, to a gentleman's club. He said yeah. he some wings, but he probably could have gotten wings elsewhere if that's what he was. I mean, yeah, I don't know, man. It seems all weird, but he apologized, I guess. And Yeah, he's back. Good for them. Good for yeah, them. I don't know. Good for him. Glad to see some of the guys going well. Um, oh, and Melo, he hit a clutch three last night. That's your Dude, guy. Yeah, he had, he had I two. I wanted to bring that up. He's on fire. I like him. I um, mean, well, I've always been a big Melo guy. I'm a Knicks fan. So, like, he's one of my favorite players ever. But, like, especially over the last couple of years, like, when he wasn't on a team, like, people were, like, dogging on Melo. Yeah. Like, he's done. But, like, he's back. And, you know. He doesn't have to be like the same like superstar, especially on a team with Lillard, like and McCollum. Right. Like right. he's he's a perfect third guy for them. I agree. And it just works out. I agree. Good for him hitting that shot last night. Either. I love it. Yeah. Uh, speaking of, you know, what's back and everything, I think the last thing of news noteworthy thing that I had was that the Hurricanes officially advanced to the playoffs in the NHL. Yep, they're the first team to like win their round of or their their qualifying round best, best of five. five. Yeah. So um, remind me, how exactly does that work? So NHL has a bubble like in two hub cities, just like um, the NBA. It's it's very similar. There's 24 teams involved, 12 from each conference. Um, so like we said, there's the the best of five qualifying rounds. That's the five through 12 seeds in the current standings before the bubble started. And they, so they play that best of five and that's supposed to end uh, August 9th. So they're starting to like wrap up now. Like we said, the hurricanes already won their matchup. And then the top four teams in each conference competing around Robin to determine seeding. And the playoffs should start days after the ninth and the Stanley Cup final is set to begin on the 22nd of September and end in, like, the first week of October. So the 5 through 12, they're playing for the playoffs, whereas the 1 through 4 are already in the playoffs, right? Yeah, correct. Gotcha. And the 1 through 4, they're only they're only playing for what seed they get, right? Uh-huh, yeah. Oh, okay. 
That makes sense. Yeah. So in the next it's couple days here, we'll see these NHL. Um, oh yeah. Seedings come to fruition and and yeah. I, I mean, like that. Days. That'll be good because it'll just bring eight teams in each side, eight conference, and playoff start and uh, probably the most fair way possible just to kind of get it rolling. Yeah, I agree. I like it a lot. And they're doing best of five rather than a best of seven, right? Yeah. Well, once the playoffs start, it's all seven. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but to get into the playoffs, it's just five. Correct. That's good. Yeah, and I think it's just a good way for all these teams to get, like, playing before the playoffs, too, because I know there was talk about them just, like, going yeah. boom playoffs. I agree. So Especially it's for the one through four teams who already cashed their ticket to be in the playoffs. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Getting I mean, them think... kind of back playing against outside competition and with each other and all of that. Yeah, yeah, it'll be good um, to see how this all – like goes to and it's awesome because there's games like all day every day yes big like games start at noon and then they're you know they're done at like midnight like there's always a game on that's crazy hey baby it's good to get the blues playing back together yeah the the, the first game was had a rough something uh something magical yes that was that was rough point one seconds left. Not yeah, even. I don't, I don't know if any of you guys saw, but the the Blues did lose to the Avalanche with a goal, like Jake said, with point one seconds left. It was like the even. closest thing I've ever seen. Yeah, I don't know. I never seen anything like it. Really, oh, I was. Oh, that was that was heartbreaking. But glad to know that that wasn't to get into the playoffs. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Just glad to see the boys playing again. Yep. Um, sports are back. Great. Sports are back. Not a whole lot of COVID stuff going on with the bubbles anyway, which is good. Baseball, uh, they might need to up their, up their precautions. Yes. Did you um, just see today that the NBA had 343 tests um, that the results came out on July 29th and they were all negative? Yeah, that's really good. Big time. Yeah, the NHL's right there too with like a bunch of negative. They're all they're right before the bubble started. I think you know they reported yeah. it all negative and stuff. So. Baseball is another, another world with that. They've got to figure that out. A lot hey, of teams are. How about, you know, good job on the Marlins. Playing with half their original roster. Um, just calling up a bunch of guys. I don't know how they, it's going to work. They, but won, dude. they won last night. It's, yeah. yeah. Their pitcher went seven innings strong on a shutout. That's that's baseball, so, I guess. Some random uh, prospect. Who knows? <laughs> That's okay. all they have at this point. A bunch of twenty-two-year-olds. Yeah, they're freaking with them. Good for them. They're first yeah. in the NLE. <laughs> yeah, that's bizarre. I looked at the standings and it said three and one, and they're on top. And I was like, wait, this this doesn't even make sense. I hope they enjoy it while they can. Is all I'm saying. I mean, half of it's just so messed up right now. Like the Phillies have played four games, and the Cardinals have played five. Yeah, the Nats like, have played what six? It's just so weird. Seven. Yeah. It's crazy. They need to tighten their uh, – I'm not sure. Like, I guess doubleheaders, you know. I do like the doubleheaders. Although seven and seven is a little seven, Yeah, seven innings, seven innings. Real weird. Yeah, uh, I mean, we don't even play that. We, we do a seven and a nine a day. That's weird. Just all yeah. together, weird, weird, weird. But it's just – it's a weird season. So, weird stuff's going to happen. It already has. I only expect that Right. it'll get weirder. All right. Uh, shall we introduce – Maybe our new segment. What do you say? Sure. Let's right. do it. So who's hot and who's not? That's what we're going with. Who's hot and who's not? You want to start us off? Yeah. So I have uh, four who's hot. Um, first off, we got Devin Booker. We already mentioned it. 
how great he was last night in the uh, clutch buzzer-beating win. Um, however, since play has resumed, he's averaged 30.7 points a game. So he's been on fire lately. Yeah. Hopefully he can keep that up for the Suns. Number two, I have Connor McDavid, the Oilers. Um, he's got six points in two games, which is a lot. Um, and one of those games, he had a hat trick, and the other one was two assists and, two assists and a goal. Now, Connor's he has scored a goal in four consecutive games as well. So he's, he's feeling it. Yeah, I'm interested to see how uh... – like we said, how the bubble pans out, but he he's the man. Fast. I'll tell you what, he is fast. Did you see that goal the other day? Just crazy to see someone so fast like that. Like just stop I mean, on a dime on the ice like that. I don't and know. then be able to like pick his spots with, you know, passing and shooting. Like he's right. just, he's clearly one of the best. Obviously. Um, number three, I have the Rockies. They're hot right now. They're first in the AL West. Um, funny to, to think that Arenado out there, their guy, he's not even leading any team stats. And, and, and he's not leading in any team stats. Batting average, ribbies, OPS, none of it. Um, and the Rockies are still doing that well. They are second in team overall batting average. And clearly uh, a team that's, you know, competitive right now. Yeah, eight and two. I mean, who would have expected that? No, I had him fourth in my original standing. I, no, I definitely gave him no shot. Yeah. Hey, I, I just want to say, remember last podcast when I said they had uh, one of the best 60-game stretches? Yeah, no, you did mention that. I remember that. That's when I saw that. When I saw, like, the yep. standings a couple days ago, I thought about yep. it. I was like, oh. Yep. Um, I, uh, there it is. Get ready. Fair enough. I mean, yeah. All I know is uh, – I mean, I haven't, I haven't seen any of their games yet, but I did know that Blackman has been smacking oh, the ball too. Yeah. He's been tearing I have seen some Arenado highlights, uh, especially in the field. But that's good to see him doing well again. He Marquez seems- has been great for them on the mound too. That's that's what they need more than anything. I agree. Consistency so, on the mound. Yeah. Uh, my final guy, probably not too much of a hot take here, but uh, Castellanos for the Reds, absolutely on fire. He's hit safely in every game that they've played so far. Um, in his last seven days, he's batting 400 with five home runs and nine RBIs. Yeah. And Seven there, days, five home runs, nine RBIs. He got six home runs overall, tied for first in the MLB. He's third for RBIs, and his OPS is over 1,300. 1,300. Yes. Five and six start for the Reds. They're four games out of the Cubs. They're surging on top, though. I mean, they're, they're, they're a team that can do it, you know. The Cubs, they start off on fire. Yeah, I'm surprised by that. Who knows? Who but, do you have for who's hot? Um, so my first one is the the free square, Aaron Judge. So I was looking some stats up because you know we all know he's been doing really well, uh, but I just wanted to to you know put it into some some numbers here. So three fourteen average, six home runs, twelve seventy OPS, and he's slugging eight eighty six. Wow. So the the one thing that you know hit me the most when I was looking at these stats is that he has one just 1.0 war through nine games, which is like, I don't know. It's insane. Like last year he had 5.5 and 102 games. Yeah. So like his pace right now is like, it's, it's record breaking insane, you know? And I realize it's only nine games. I'm not, no way am I saying that he's going to do some crazy stuff like that, but 
it's it, you know through nine games in baseball, there's no one hotter almost than Aaron Judge and Castellanos here. I think he's got MVP on his mind. I think so. I don't. I don't see why not. And right. something about Aaron Judge that people forget is that he's also a fantastic defender. He is. He is. Just want to give him give him that credit. Yeah, exactly. And he, and he can kind of run a little faster than you'd think. Yeah. Um, my other one uh, is TJ Warren, that, like Jake mentioned earlier, for the Pacers. Um, uh, the, the talk about him, I mean, he had the 53-point game against the Sixers, which they won. The Pacers are 3-0 and in the bubble, and he's averaging 39.7 points oh, per game. Oh, my. And before the bubble, he was averaging around like 18 points a game. He was a solid player. Just, I don't think that anyone saw anything like this coming. Uh, certainly, the Pacers. Oh, what? He used to be a son. Yeah, I was going to mention that. Is they that, drafted him. And then they traded him for cash considerations. Yes. He tweeted something or said something in an interview, and it was like. Yeah, he said, I'm worth more than cash considerations. Yeah, I was like, damn right. All right. Like, fair yeah. enough, dude. I love it. So, they're the five seed right now, and Warren is definitely pushing them, and they could play the Heat. Uh, or that's who they're scheduled to, to face right now if the playoffs started today. Right. So it'll be interesting to see if he can keep it up. Um, my other who's hot and my last who's hot is Justin Thomas. I want to get some golf talk okay, in here. Golf, right? uh, PGA Championships coming up this weekend, and Thomas is now the no, the new number one, uh, new world number one in the, one in the rankings. He won last weekend at the WGC FedEx St. Jude Invitational. Didn't he uh, win about a month ago, too? Yeah, three three or four weeks ago. He has three wins yeah. in the year. Yeah. And he has nine top ten finishes. Yeah, I, I don't, we, we, uh, we mentioned that in our quick news, one of our episodes. I don't remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I remember. He's, he's been on fire, though. Uh, I was looking at some stats. He's definitely – he's, like, number one in scrambling from, like, under 20 yards outside the green. He's, like, top five in approaching – the green from like under 150 yards like he's the man and he's only 27 wow yeah he's 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 part of the future yeah. for sure but it'll be exciting to see if he can keep it up and maybe win the pga championship this weekend which i'm super excited to see start tomorrow yeah That's huge tournament term. tiger's back tiger's back brooks maybe go for a three-peat question mark? yeah brooks he he has won the last two and last week he was on justin thomas's tail at this FedEx tournament and yeah. just about had it, but he, he hit his drive on the 18th uh, in, the water. in the water. Yeah. Choked it. But he's, he's was, uh, he's been coming back to his usual self the last couple of weeks. So it's definitely interesting to see if he can do something this weekend too. Hopefully so. All right. So that's who's hot. Who's not. Um, number one, I have Pete Alonzo, my guy. I hate to put him on here. Um, he's just – he's been struggling. I've been watching a few of the Mets games. It seems like every time he gets a chance to knock some guys in uh, with guys on base, he just finds a way to just not. He's in a what, what – I think he, I heard two for 22 slump right now. Um, he has 18 strikeouts, which is a ton through his first 11 games. Yeah. Uh, one home run. He's batting 174, uh, which is crazy because – He's batting 174, and the Mets are, I believe, are second or third. Well, I guess the Rockies are second. So they're third in team batting average um, in the whole MLB right now, and he's not even doing that well, which yeah. is nuts because they, the Mets, I think I saw they're tied for 
actually it might be like fourth or fifth or something, but they're, they're top up. They're, they're pretty good for a team batting average, but when it comes to runners in scoring position, they're like 22nd. Yeah. So I guess if you actually want to talk about that team yeah, being clutch or players being clutch, they're just not cashing in on those opportunities. And then they're, the moment. they're in their uh, acquisitions. Um, off season acquisitions are just rough. Their, their pitchers terrible. Waka Porcello has been trash. Would you consider the Mets to be not hot at the moment? I wouldn't say not hot. Like I you would wouldn't say, put them in this, but but no, no, only because like I've been watching some of the games and some of the things that they're doing are really well, and then they just they can't do everything well. There's not putting it all. It's together. always like if they if they hit well one day, they pitch like crap and give up eleven runs. So it's like they do one thing really well, but they can't do all three things really well. So. At least the one thing is keeping him out of the not hot for me. Fair. But yeah. Pete, he's not doing much well at all right now. He needs some help. He needs some help. Uh, you, you go. Who do you have? Um, my first not hot is the Boston Red Sox. So, not only – Not hot? Yeah. No, no, not, not so hot. Not only are they 3-8 and eight so far, but uh, it's just something to add on to their bad start is – that Mookie Betts just signed a fat contract with the Dodgers. Yeah. And I think that if, if the Red Sox were doing well, like say they were eight and three and Mookie did that deal there, those fans in Boston would be laughing and they'd be like, we don't need Mookie. Screw you, Mookie. But you know, here we are first games without Mookie three and eight, not so great. The bats they're doing all right. Six, they're sixth in batting average, 16th in runs, 11th in home runs and 11th in slugging. Oh, but yeah, they're, they're pitching. Good. Yeah, when I looked at that, I was like, well, that's surprising. Their pitching must be terrible. Is that Christian Vasquez, that catcher, has four or five home runs. Yeah, yeah, he's been hitting well. I I definitely didn't expect that. And I think uh, a lot of it, I mean, Rafael Devers, who a lot of people would consider their best player now, him or Xander Bogarts probably, or J.D. Martinez, I guess, if you want to put him in there. Rafael Devers has a lot of – what? Still have Jackie Bradley Jr. He's good. He's got their best player discussion, but – Certainly uh, more of a fielder than a hitter. Sorry, go ahead. Uh, Rafael Devers is batting 195 at the moment. So I I considered kind of putting him in this not hot, but I figured that it kind of goes along with all of this. And to go along with all of their their hitting, that isn't so bad. You know, big guys like Devers aren't showing up. They're 28th in ERA with a 578 ERA. And their batting average against and their whip is last in the league. Oh, batting average right. against is 273, and whip is 1.52. Well, I guess if you look at it, they don't need Mookie in that retrospect. Yeah, they, they, need, they need pitching help. But yeah, through 11 games, it's definitely not going well for them. Yeah, that's that's rough. That's rough. Uh, my number two for who's not hot uh, are the Cardinals. Currently, I'll tell you why they're not hot, because they're not even playing. They, they are not. Many, many guys test positive. They've had positive tests three days in a row. And they've missed a total of seven games so far. I didn't realize it was seven games. Yeah, it's, it's a lot it's of games. Weird. It's gone by quick. They're I guess really that's bad. baseball. They play every day. Good news, then, though, they did get to uh, go back to St. Louis from Milwaukee. So Yeah, and they are scheduled to play on Friday Tuesday. against Friday? the Cubs. I thought it was Friday against the Cubs. Oh, okay. How about that? Yeah, so that's good. At least that wraps up my who's not hot. What about you? So my last who's not hot is the Memphis Grizzlies. We kind of mentioned it earlier. Mm. 
but they're the current eight seed in the West. Um, I don't know about, I was going to say, you know, their expectations, not extremely high. This is about where I'd say they should be, but there's teams behind them that we talked about that we like a lot. Uh, like Portland and the Spurs and even the Pelicans and the Suns are there. And right. they definitely have firepower that can make a push. And the Grizzlies have lost all their all three of their games in the bubble. And they lost Jaron Jackson, like you said. Their last uh, five games, the Jazz right now, don't know what the score is. I'm going to pull it up, actually. But they also play the Thunder, the Raptors, the Celtics, and the Bucks. Oh, wow. And the Jazz are winning by seven points with three minutes left. They make that four. Yeah. So that uh, Grizzlies are on the decline. That's a good, not hot. Yeah. It, yeah. I, I think it'll be interesting to see if these other teams below them will, will come up because the Grizzlies have a tough schedule coming up, and they're certainly not playing their best basketball. So. Well, I believe that's all I have. Yeah, I think uh, that's all I have, too, for who's hot and who's not. A lot of new news today. And, uh, you know, it'll be interesting to see how the NBA and the NHL bubbles are panning out, uh, playoffs coming up. I'm excited. Yeah, man, exactly. Sports are back. Blues are back. Blues back. Cardinals will be back. It's been forever. For the second time. Yep. Oh, God. That's (laughs) been rough. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thanks for uh, tuning in and listening. Don't forget to subscribe, share. And tune in next time. See ya.